the jolly former turkeys but now jolly turkeys including ob and myself we now have santa hats and all sorts of other stuff because it's christmas time i i cut i know i cut my own tree down this year so i'm having a, like a lot of christmas fun and i'm here with my good friend lb uh formerly known as lb outdoors what's going on lb oh good sir how you doing today as you said uh it is that jolly time of year I, too, chopped down my own Christmas tree, and then my neighbor came outside, and I ran off, so I'm going to have to deal with that later on. Yeah, I We've got a property dispute on our hands here. <laughs> yeah. No, I, 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 don't, I can't remember the last time I had a real Christmas tree. Dude, that bird is back. Remember I was talking to you before the podcast about this really cool bird. It's, like, black and white, and it just keeps standing. It goes in the bird feeder, and the bird feeder is, like, eye level with me so it comes and it just sits there looking at me it just flew off but he's cool but yeah man i love this time of year as you said we have the jolly turkeys jolly turkey chat turkey bryson while while i'm not surprised the source is turkey bryson as they say <laughs> excellent ob we love it also the before we start another thing i love to see is uh, dave brown who i actually don't think about but they i saw one of his tweets the other day and his name is now like Spooky Turkey Dave Brown, as if like we didn't already own enough real estate in this man's head. Absolute loser. I don't, I don't, I don't insult many people on the podcast, as you know, but that guy is a total weirdo. As I heard, he got ran off of Twitter and it was some sort of odd dispute. And he's in with all these anonymous people who go around bashing people like Bryson and myself for no reason other than the fact that. I really don't even know. I don't even have a big account at this point in my life. You know, I've been suspended so many times for really nothing, but um, I only have maybe like 2,400 followers and they're still worried about me. I know Bryson is, Bryson had like 9,000 followers. He's down, I think you're at like 45, whatever you're at. And they're still very worried about you. And it's just, it's really odd. Cause I mean, I think some people have way too you I think sometimes I have too much time on my hands and then I realize wow other people have like like they must literally sit in their room all day long and just look after old bad sports takes. And as we know there now now there's a group of people going after our good friend, friend of the podcast, Brianna. And uh we just can't allow it, can we, Bryson? No, we can't. We are adamant defenders of a few very good friends of ours. And, you know, they've always they've not always been good friends of ours, but sometimes that's like the best friendships to have are friends like you originally kind of really hate from a distance. Like I remember a Kayad, I used to not like him. And now we've become like really good friends. We talked to each other yesterday. We were talking about Town Spa Pizza. The same with Curran, who, you know, I didn't really like. And uh, I actually hated to consume his content when he said the Patriots offense sucked. I remember, and I was wrong about that, and he was right, and now we're actually friends, and uh, we talk, and good friend of the podcast, Tom Curran. So, you know, Brianna, too, I think, I don't know if that's how you say your name. I'm sorry. Uh, I don't really, I'm not good with name pronunciation, so I'm really sorry. Uh, I call her WSP, 
so yeah, you know, there's just a bunch. There's just a bunch of people that like, like you look at their timeline and they have. I think this is safe to talk about on the podcast because people consume our podcasts are on Twitter, and uh, we actually saw a lot of people put put us as their top Spotify podcast, which is actually really awesome to see. Thanks, guys. Appreciate the support. But, like, people just have, like, no likes or retweets on their tweets. Not that I care, but, like, they only get likes when they're talking about other people that are better than them at actually everything. So, you guys should probably get jobs. I would uh, highly recommend that. I know it's kind of hard during a pandemic, but, you know, your local your, your local Domino's is, like, probably open right now. I mean, I've heard that their ovens are really hot, and uh, it's that they actually don't touch the pizzas or anything like that. It's, like, contactless delivery and stuff. So maybe you guys do, should do that. Just uh, be a pizza driver, work at Domino's or something. I don't know. That's just my, one of my recommendations because I don't know. I mean, I'm LB's life is probably really good. He's got his own house. You know, he lives with his bro. Maybe I said too much, but he's he's got a good life there. I mean, my life's good, and uh, none of this affects me. So I just uh, if you listen to the podcast and you hate me, hello, my life isn't going anywhere, and it is still great. And I'm sure it's the same for everyone else. So. Congratulations on doing nothing but being miserable and tweeting about me into air all day long. That's great. You and the other 10 people that don't like OP and DSP and Doug and all these guys, yeah, congratulations. You uh, you did nothing besides make yourself look bad. Congrats, though. That's, that's great. Listen, it would be one thing if you or I were talking about these people or, you know, saying things about them personally. But the truth is we don't. And we have our chats and we don't discuss these people. I won't even discuss their names now. I mean, we don't bother these people. We don't talk about these people. I admit I have probably said things in the past that I regret, you know, and the chat would get going. We're all joking around. I've, I've said things that I, I certainly apologize for that maybe I shouldn't have. I, you know, you know, sometimes you get going in a joke and sometimes maybe, you know, you're going to rub some people the wrong way. And, you know, I apologize for that. But the fact is, you know, those we're talking years ago now. And I do apologize for things that I've done in the past that maybe weren't cool of me. And it's nothing crazy. Don't worry. But, you know, just maybe things that I, I can own when I'm wrong about something. And. It just gets to be a time when it's like, you know, just just let it go. We're not talking about anybody else. We like to talk sports. We like to talk Patriots. I'm sorry if that upsets some people. There's entire groups of people who are apparently consumed by that. And truthfully, I, I don't think about these people ever. And I know you don't either. And for them to just discuss people that they don't know or people that don't discuss them, people that don't even worry about them, it truly becomes odd. It really does just become odd. You know, I don't think I'm better than anybody. I certainly don't think that um, we've ever said that we're perfect with everything we say. I've never said that everything that we say is correct and everything. You know, I'm wrong all the time, man. As a matter of fact, let me own this right now. His name is Alex Ganya. That's actually his burner. I won't give up his real name just in case. But he does listen to the pod. He actually said the other day, because I was telling about Jacoby Myers, he said, LB, I remember you ripped Jacoby Myers on the pod last year. I said, no, I didn't. I didn't do that. And, you know, him being cool, he actually sent me the clip. And he said, I thought that you said something. And you know what? He was absolutely right. I did. I own it. I was wrong. I said, um, after the Chiefs game, you and I were talking, and, and Myers had dropped the touchdown pass versus the Chiefs. I was upset. And I said, Jacoby Myers absolutely sucks, you know, along those lines. And looking back, on, I said, well, you know what? I did say that. It's true. I did. I went on the podcast. I said something that was silly. Won't be the first time, won't be the last time, of course. <laughs> and listen, we're all people. We're all just trying to have fun on Twitter. Um, 
I know you and I, we do this. We do the podcast for fun. We do it for the people that do enjoy the podcast, which is still, to me, it's like the most flattering thing when people all the way across the country listen to us, you know, because I'm just, I'm a regular guy. I enjoy talking football. I enjoy other people's opinions on football. Lord knows I've been wrong a million times. I'll be wrong a million more times. But I really do appreciate anybody that listens. You guys are awesome. You make it totally worth it. Even if one person listens to this podcast, it's worth it in my eyes just to think that there's somebody out there that likes to enjoy to hear us talk or anything like that. It's truly a flattering thing. And I, th- I thank you for giving me the opportunity to come on with you. You know, back in 2018, I'll never forget it. Patriots lose to the Titans. <laughs> and dude, I will never forget that first podcast. I mean, I was sweating. And I was going to back out of it. And I had to talk with a family member that said, you love to talk football, you know, you seem to like this Bryson character, so go on. And I did it, and I'll tell you, it, over time it became really one of the funnest things. There's still times that I even get nervous about it, but I'll never forget that first time, man. I mean, I was sweating, Bryson. I had, my armpits were like totally just, I looked like I was like at the gym and I just went for a run with my mask on and I was looking at my feet for 20 minutes. I really was just covered in sweat. Who thought that just talking on a podcast would be so nerve-wracking, truthfully? Yeah, I had to. I had, it took me a long time to get used to it as well. I mean, I've been doing this for like man, three years, maybe coming up on almost four. No, three years. Yeah, the start of the start of the 2017 season, maybe. And uh, it's just you know I didn't have any sort of big account then. I just thought it was fun because I like podcasts and I like talking about the pictures and when all this, when all this stuff happens and there's like Twitter drama and stuff, you know, it kind of stinks, but then it reminds me of like all the good stuff, all the good stuff people say about you and you and I, and I go to games and uh, people will walk up to me and be like, I love you and LB. And a lot of people do it and it's awesome. And I really appreciate it. And for them, I will continue. I will continue to podcast and I will continue to be myself and so will be. And the haters can just weep because we're just going to be out here doing title talk for the rest of our lives. We're going to be seven years old. We're going to talk about how bad Nikhil Harry was in 2020 and, and people will just still hate us for that. It would be awesome. And, and what's funny is no one, no one else will be like, yeah, you know what? Maybe Bryson and LB were right about this. Maybe we should hand him a W. They'll just be like, well, you know, Harry's still good. Um, Tom Brady's bad. Just all sorts of all sorts of stuff, all sorts of takes that they will never ever admit they're wrong on. I th- truly think that's why people don't like us because we're often right. People don't like it. It's so whatever. You know, we're, you know, people just think that like all we do is like cover. Like people, my biases don't take me seriously. Like people think that like I actually cover the like think I cover the Patriots and stuff. I'm just on Twitter to have fun. It's fun. And it's turned into like something like kind of cool with LB and, you know, met a lot of cool people from with LB and, and I love it. So I'm going to continue to the podcast and continue to say how I feel and not be afraid. And LB is going to do the same thing. And with that being said, LB, I think we're going to talk about Brady first, but you know what? I think we should talk about our very good friend here and maybe he's not such a good friend anymore. Maybe we've fallen a little out of love with him. You know, he was he was like a flame in our life for a little while. And people wonder why we like Jared Stidham so much. And half of it was trolling. You know, he's on the he's on the he had the picture of him on the what would you call that LB? The throne. 
he was on the throne. Why was I don't know, Jared Sidham, why were you on the throne? Like when did why did they take this picture? Was this I think it must have been a Patriots thing where they take where they took a picture of him. But people that people that I trust, you know, told me very good things about Jared Sidham. And from my understanding of what happened over the summer, because you know, people will say, Well, you know, they, they signed they signed Cam because Sidham stunk. Well, what really happened was and people that are, you know, much more than us, Mike Lombardi said stuff like Jared Stidham, the Patriots like him, which is what we heard too. And by the way, you guys can, you know, the people that listen to the podcast know that like, we get things right a lot because people actually do tell us stuff. And it's a little different because we don't cover the team and uh, people feel safe telling us information. I mean, I'm just going to go ahead and sit, like say like a couple of times that like we got, remember the Brady billboards? We got that right. <laughs> the ASJ stuff got that right. I mean, you can just go down the line of like stuff. I mean, yeah, sure. Like, gotten a few things wrong here and there, misinterpreted some information, but we get a lot of stuff right here on the podcast and we stay informed and people, people don't like it, but let's talk about Jared Stidham. So over the summer, you know, the Patriots like Jared Stidham, you know, a lot of, I've, I've heard a lot of coaches talk a lot of good things about Jared Stidham and what they wanted from Jared Stidham. They wanted Jared Stidham to take this job by the reins. They want, they brought in Cam they wanted Jared Stidham to win this battle, put a notch under his belt. They didn't, like Lombardi said, they didn't want to just hand Stidham the job. They wanted him to win it, just like any other player. And what happened was, let's be honest here, Stidham, we reported it. LB, we got that right too. He tore his groin. No other, no other person reported this, by the way. We just did it and we got it right and got no credit. You get no credit when you get it right. But Stidham tore his groin. And then he went to camp. Probably shouldn't have been playing at all. And he did bad. He did really bad. Like, there's just no other way to say it. After about three, four days, we're like, yeah, this isn't looking too good. And then, you know, with Cam's popularity and the kind of guy he is, and you just know, like, what kind of quarterback you're going to get when you throw Cam Newton out there because he's a certain age and a certain kind of player. And so the Patriots were like, man, we like Stidham, but – he just didn't meet our expectations this summer. He actually shit the bed, and and I feel I feel bad for him in ways, but I still don't feel like I was wrong to or you were wrong to think like we did. I think the just the worst possible thing happened, and then Cam beat him out, beats him out, become the starting quarterback. But now we're in a situation, LB, where like every game we're like, man, the playoffs. You know, one week it's like. You know, it's not happening. Then they win a game. Then they lose a game. Then they lose another game. Then they win a game. Then they win another game. It's like this is the most odd season of all time. And I think what I want to talk about is – and it gets people so upset. You know, it's a player that your team drafted. And I I realize that I've seen Nikhil Harry a lot, and I know he's not good. And I think we gave him a pretty fair shot to look good. And it just – it's not happening right now. But with Jared Stidham, I have yet to see Jared Stidham start a game. You know, maybe the Patriots know who he is. He probably is what he is at right now. What I think of Jared Stidham is he's probably not a starting quarterback, okay? I probably He's probably not ever going to be a starting quarterback. But you know what? I want to find that out. And if, and if the Patriots somehow fall out of this playoff race, because, you know, every week we say this, you know, like maybe they're done now. They should play Stidham. Because I just really am not keen on bringing back Cam Newton. I'm just really not. 
and there's a lot of reasons for that. And we'll, I'll, I'll let you talk about Stidham first before we, before we get into Cam. But Cam's a great guy. He's a great leader. Everyone loves him, especially Nikhil Harry. I'm sure the season's very fun for Nikhil Harry now that Tom Brady's not, you know, freezing him out and stuff. And, oh, wait, how many yards does he have? 318. And you know what? That'll be maybe Nikhil Harry's still getting frozen out by Tom. <laughs> but, but anyway, uh, man, I just, it's, it's, it's sad with Harry. It is sad. But you know what? It, it didn't happen with Stidham. But the thing is, is, he has another two years on his contract, and if they do grab his playoff race, I see no issue with playing Jared Stidham and seeing what you have in him at all. And I don't know why this upsets people. What do you think, LB? What's your what's your take on the Jared Stidham situation that gets everyone so upset? You just so, mentioned his name, and people people just go <laughs> ballistic. You know, I don't know why. And let me just say, we've, we've acknowledged this many times, that – when Bryson and I were tweeting things like Jarrett Stidham will be a seven-time Super Bowl champion, if you took it. that very, <laughs> if, yeah, if you took that very seriously, I don't think that makes you and I the idiot. Truthfully, I don't think that makes you and I dumb. I think that if you thought we were seriously saying he was, I had one tweet that said he was better than Patrick Mahomes. Where it was like, you know, you know that arrow thing that people do, or like you do like upgrade, and it was like Mahomes, and it was like upgrade, Jarrett Stidham. Like, if you took that seriously, I do not know what to say to you. But we were fed certain things, and then, you know, maybe you don't believe us. That's totally fine. I get that. Um, people like Rice and others and other verified accounts, popular people were saying the team truly believes in Jarrett Stidham. And I think that if you don't believe that the team actually believed in Stidham. I don't know what other evidence to show you other than they didn't draft a quarterback. They drafted zero quarterbacks. Their quarterback room is Jarrett Stidham and Brian Hoyer. They didn't sign Cam Newtons until uh, 30 minutes before the Flake Gate 2 dropped, which, of course, we will never, ever discuss ever. It didn't happen. I mean, huh. it's just they obviously did believe in him to some degree. And I think there's evidence that backs that up. Now, obviously, they were wrong somewhere along the way. But to just say that they never believed in him, I don't believe that at all. I think that the evidence is there that they clearly did believe him. I uh, believe in him. And my thing is this. You and I are not saying that Jarrett Stidham is better than Cam Newton. Because truthfully, nope. we don't know. But let me say this. I have been just as up and down on Cam as maybe anybody. I think you hit the nail on the head. Great leader, great person. I really love some of the things. I'll never forget the uh, story from 2015. There was a, a child dying, I believe, of cancer in the hospital, and Cam Newton went there and surprised him, and it made my mom cry. I've never seen her cry or anything like that before, but I just, he is a good man, good leader, really good person. But this year, I mean, week to week, we just don't know which Cam Newton we're going to get. And I, I go back to that video of Randy Moss where he was doing an interview and he said, you know, fans would say to him, are you going to come out today, Moss? And it's, that's how I'm starting to feel about Cam. I mean, are you going to come out to play this weekend, Cam? Because truthfully, we don't know. Week to week, it's been a roller coaster. Sometimes we get super Cam and other times we get what legitimately looks like the worst starting QB in the NFL. Last week, 9 of 18 passing, 84 passing yards, no touchdowns, two interceptions. That's not good. A QBR, second time this year he's had a QBR under 10. As a matter of fact, they were both under 7. That's not good. I know people get very defensive of Cam. They say weapons and they use all those things against them. Players have been open. This weapon, the weaponry that we see around Cam, 
is better than what we saw last year for Brady. I I feel that way. You can call me wrong. You can call me an idiot. That's fine. Um, we know Edelman, obviously, was probably better last year, but Edelman did have some killer drops. But I think Bird's been an upgrade. I think Myers has been an upgrade over Dorsett and, you know, a few other guys. ACAC was open quite a few times to start this year. He did not get looked at. He didn't get thrown the football. That's not his fault. I mean, um, they've schemed guys open. There's been opportunities there in the passing game. Just versus Texans, which was another loss, we saw a beautifully schemed play where um, I believe he went to Bird or no, he went to Myers underneath, and I believe Bird was was uh, the deep man, and he went underneath. But I mean, he was wide open in the end zone, and you know he didn't throw him the football. So it's not a dump on Cam thing, but at this point in time, you mentioned. Stidham has two years left under his contract. There's a great opportunity for him to still be a backup quarterback in New England in the next few years. He was a fourth-round pick. I don't think you just want to throw that in the garbage. So there's value in him getting reps. Because next year, you know, maybe maybe Cam's back. I don't know. If Cam is back, he's probably bringing a rookie quarterback and probably no more Stidham, right? But let's say Cam's not back. So that means Stidham probably is back and you have another rookie QB in the building. And I think those reps can be valuable. So that's playing Stidham over Cam Newton is some outrageous take. I totally disagree with. I'm not saying Stidham is better. I'm not saying that. But it couldn't hurt to at least find out. Maybe he plays halfway decent and you trade him for a six-round pick. You and I discussed this earlier. They were able to get a draft pick for Ryan Mallett. I mean, it is what it is, right? I mean... And we can't just sit here and say, well, Stidham is bad because Bill Belichick won't play him over Cam Newton. Well, I got news for you. Bill Belichick watched Drew Bledsoe go 5-11. and 11. We saw Brady outperform Drew Bledsoe in camp all the way back in 2001. Bledsoe started 0-2, and I promise you, if Bledsoe didn't get hurt versus the Jets, Drew Bledsoe would have been starting quarterback in week three. We're talking about the greatest quarterback ever in the history of the NFL. It's not as if it's a perfect science where you watch quarterbacks in practice and say, this guy is just flat out better because we haven't seen Derek Sidham get first team reps. Um, I know I've been going on here for a little while, but, you know, I kind of had a lot to unload there. But it's not necessarily a knock on camp. They lose this weekend and we start to find out that they are out of the race. I know that um, our friend Savage Boston, he's a, he has a big following here on Twitter. He said that if Patriots win, the science says that, like, uh, uh, if they went out, they have a 98% chance to make the playoffs. I would love for that to happen. Let me get that out of the way. I'm always a fan of making the playoffs, especially in a year like this. With everything going on, who knows? You get into the playoffs, who knows what could happen, right? I mean, you could wind up playing the Chiefs, and Patrick Mahomes winds up on the COVID list. before the, I mean, you just don't know what could happen. So there's a lot going on with this football team. Um, I hope Cam plays well this weekend. I wouldn't be surprised if he does play well based on how up and down he's been this year. But the Chargers are no gimme win. I think it's going to be an interesting football game. We can't just hand the Patriots wins at this point in the season because we just watched them lose to the terrible Texans two weeks ago. Yeah, I think you're right, Ob. And we were actually part of the part of the extend Cam training at the beginning of the year after the Seahawks game. And let me be clear. If Cam kept playing like that, I would be perfically fine extending Cam, paying him $15, $20 million a year. You found your quarterback. This is a great fit. This is awesome. I will be the first one to tell you that. And I will also tell you this. I am not opposed if Cam Newton just starts owning these last couple games of the season to just bringing them back and doing it again because, you know, 
I won't be afraid to say that I was wrong and I don't want Cam because I operate under the present information at all times. It's not about being wishy-washy. It's about being smart. When Cam Newton played good, I was all about Cam Newton. And when Cam Newton plays bad, going to say bad Cam Newton, just like I would any <laughs> player. And it's crazy. But we were on this extend Cam, extend Cam board. He got... He got COVID. I don't really know how he felt during COVID. But he played kind of bad after that. He's been really just up and down. And to me, if unless he just balls out at the end of this at the end of the season, I just don't I don't see the point in letting like David Andrews and Tooney go and signing Cam back. Because I've got news for you. I know Cam didn't get a lot of offers this offseason. People are gonna call me crazy. But there is going to be an NFL team next year that offers Cam more than one year, $600,000. Like, I'm here to tell you, he's played good enough in a couple games. And that's the thing about Cam Newton. And then I will admit to anyone talking about Cam Newton that at times he does play great. He always he's, – he's done this his entire career. At times he plays great. He has a lot of great plays, a lot of great throws, a lot of great runs, a lot of great – a lot of stuff. But then he has those head-scratching, not good – inconsistent really bad performances that lead me to say i don't he's 30 some years old i just um if it if this keeps up in the up and down i'm just ready to move on and i just would also like to say that josh mcdaniels isn't perfect he's not andy reed but he just won a football game with his quarterback throwing for 84 yards and like you guys can talk to me about just about anything you want but he just just won a football game with a quarterback who threw for 84 yards. And another thing that people like talk about, Josh, how about the other game? Not to knock on Cam, but put yourself in Josh McDaniels' shoes, Bill Belichick's shoes for one second. Because occasionally Bill will call into Josh McDaniels' ear and say, throw in a run here or throw in a pass here. It's usually throw in a run here. First down, I believe it was against the Texans, LB. Cam, first down, they pass. You know, a lot of people complain, run, run, pass. First down, they pass, which, I, you know, I'm, I'm all for that decision to pass. First down, pass. Cam throws the ball in the hands of a defensive lineman. Second play, pass. Cam throws another interceptable ball. Both two interceptable balls in a row. You're Josh McDaniels, and it's third and ten. Are you just going to pass again? No, he ran the ball because they're like, okay, we just threw two interceptable balls in a row. Let's punt this thing, and let's talk about it on the sideline and what's going on right now in this NFL game because that's the kind of thing you got to do. Just, your quarterback just threw two interceptable balls in a row. You want him to just throw a third time? I mean, it, you guys can complain about screens and draws and all this stuff, but I really, I just really want to know what else you want Josh McDaniels to do because to me, Cam Newton most Josh McDaniels. He said it's like one of the reasons why he came here apologize to him last game because guess what? Cam Newton also knows that Josh McDaniels is good. And just because Cam plays bad doesn't mean Josh McDaniels bad. Just because it's, it, I just can't believe all, all, all of the people are like, well, McDaniels bad now. Brady and Cam love him, but you know, Cam good, Josh McDaniels bad. How about, well, why ahead, is it OB. fair to where to, I, I just wanted to before I forget, why is it fair to use the weapons excuse for Cam but not for Josh? That's all I want to say. Yeah, exactly. Like it's at one point in the season, I know Cam's been a little bit better recently with the deep ball, but at one point in the season it was like third and ten felt like third and fifty because the Patriots just weren't throwing the ball. They couldn't throw the ball downfield. 
I mean, when you have a fullback that you drafted in the first round that's doing nothing but block, it's and Demir Bird and Jacoby Myers, it gets kind of tough when you're in third and long. And I would say, dare I say, the Patriots have played this a little bit smart. You know, d- despite turnovers, they've tried to protect Cam and try to. They've, if you watch the games, there have been a lot of easy throws, and Cam has made a lot of plays, but there's been a lot of easy throws, a lot of open guys. Bird's been absolutely stellar this year. We called him Dorsett like in week one. Uh, so I already apologize for that a million times because Bird's been really good. He's like looked like the MVP of the Patriots, aside from Jake Bailey and the punt team, who have been the MVP since the 2018 season. Ob, they just they just been punting their ass off and <laughs> covering their ass off. So you know what? Shout out to Bird and Myers and all these guys, especially the offensive line. They've been really good too, but they just need better. They just need more consistent play from the quarterback. I'm sorry, they just do. They really do. They really do. It's not a dump on Cam thing. I mean, I don't know how many times we have to say that we like Cam Newton. And I'll tell you, at times, man, the talent is there, right? I mean, uh, there are times that you watch him, and even in the pocket, you think, boy, this could work. And I fall into this trap every couple of weeks. Just just, a couple weeks ago, I said, after I believe the Texans game, I said, I would be all about another year of Cam Newton with a rookie quarterback there, blah, 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 and all that. And then after the Cardinals game, I was like, okay, no more. <laughs> no more. Cam, I can't do this anymore. And then cooler heads, you know, they prevail as the week goes on. You start thinking, okay, okay, let's see what he can do this weekend. Um, we'll see what he can do versus the Chargers. And, you know, I'm fully prepared for him to have a great game. I really am. I expect it to. I do too. I expect them to have a great game. And it's not, it's not uh, always a dump on camping and people get very defensive and it's just, you know, we have fans out here defending him now. Like they used to defend Tom Brady. Look, you're not defending a guy with all these Super Bowl rings and, and all these accolades and, you know, who's putting up elite passing numbers anymore. We're defending so hard for a quarterback who has four touchdown passes in the 10 games he's played. And I know that they played 11 games. Of course he didn't play versus Kansas city. Um, seven interceptions, I believe, or is it nine? Either way, TDI and T ratio. We don't love the stat, but it will tell you something when, when it's so bad after 10 games. Okay. And you can say, well, what about his rushing touchdowns? Okay. Well, we used to say about for Tom Brady, we used to say, yeah, but Brady handed it off to his running back. Is it really that much different from when Brady hands it off the two or if Cam runs it in from the two? Truthfully, I mean, it's still rushing TD. Um, it is, it, it's one of those things where, so Cam does have those rushing touchdowns. Okay. Well, he could have possibly also handed it off to Sony or Harris for those rushing touch, touchdowns too and all that. And, you know, he just hasn't, by any metric, he has not played well overall this year. When you look at the grand, the grand scheme of the season, I don't think there's any metric that tells you that he's played well. Has he had games where he played well? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, it, it, there's times where the talent is just so, it's like right in your face. And you're thinking, oh, man, this this could work. We could be on to something here. We can just get this consistently. But how many times after a game can you say, imagine if he did that consistently before you start to say, okay, well, this is insanity. As they say, insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results, right? And I feel like this is what we're kind of doing here is we're just always expecting different results week after week. And like you said, he's 31 years old. This isn't like we're talking about a 23-year-old quarterback who's going through um, growing pains. And, and at this point in his, his career, he kind of is what he is. And it's easy to say Josh sucks. 
But as you said, Brady says he's good. Cam says he's good. And he did just run a football game with 84 passing yards. So you can't just say the offensive coordinator sucks. It gets old, especially when he minds when they run a screen and it rips off 46 yards, do they? I think that we're all a fan of it then when, when we see our, our friend of the podcast, Sweet Feet, taking a screen for all those yards or when there's a third and 12 that we see Rex Burkhead, who we wish the absolute best in his recovery from his knee injury, um, when he rips that off for 12 yards and they pick up the first down. So you, you can't just dump on the offensive coordinator and say he sucks when uh, he's dealing with the same weapons that Cam's dealing with. So I have a solution for you, LB. I'm all ears, man. <laughs> I am and before all I get before I give this the solution, I just to point to put like a final tip in the cam, the cam talk. I think this is probably the reason why Cam Newton hasn't really won. It's just because he's so inconsistent. Even in the Super Bowl, you know, he had a good run, as our good friend LB would say. Not LB, our LB is our good friend, but KP would say. <laughs> in the beginning half, I think, of 2015, it was bad. And then the last eight games, he was very good. And this is just, like, why you can't win in the NFL with inconsistent quarterback play. Like, even Joe Flacco was awesome for, like, four games, three games, whatever it was. You have to be consistent at some point. And if you're not winning a whole lot and if you're not consistent – I'm just going to point it to the quarterback, but I have a solution here. It's and it's come right into our laps. I mean, right in front of our face, LB. Julian so Adams I know. I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to it, but there's another one, LB. It's it's actually even better. And you know, everyone has had this girlfriend or boyfriend, whoever you want to date, whatever you want to call them. Everyone has had this person, this significant other that you get into a relationship with, you kind of like them, you know, and just, you know, become stagnant. You start fighting about stupid stuff, like leaving the towel in the towel rack or closing the, the doors in the cabinets and stupid fights. You end up breaking up, you know, you, you go away from each other for a year, you know, whatever it is. And then all of a sudden they're single, you're single. You look at them, you know, you think, you know, sometimes past, you know, I've, I, we've realized our mistakes here. Let's bring the team back for one last hurrah here. Let's let's go on a date again. Let's try this again. And the thing is, the person that we dated for a long time has had a really crappy significant other for the past couple months. And that is Bruce Arians. How dare you, Bruce Arians, treat my ex-girlfriend and Tom Brady so badly? Just how dare you? First of all, they are committed to Tom Brady, you know, contrary to belief, I Tom Brady, it, the reason AB is there is not because Bruce was like, well, I guess. No, it was because of Tom Brady. It was not because of Bruce Arians. And I think Bruce Arians resents Tom Brady in a lot of different ways. And the, his comments about Tom Brady is uh, head-scratching at times. But Bruce Arians has not been a good significant other to Tom Brady. And Bill Belichick, you know, maybe he's missing Tom a little bit. Maybe the Bucks, they just uh, they just don't know about having this forty three year old quarterback anymore. Tom wants to play until he's like fifty. In hindsight, I think Tom Brady probably had a decent twenty nineteen season. But how about this, LB? What if the Bucks were just like, you know what, we we we're done. We're done with Tom Brady. We've had enough. We've seen enough. Uh, the players have seen enough. We like Bruce Arians and Bill Belichick. You know, Cam goes goes and separates Cam, and Brady just appears out of nowhere. He, Brady comes back from college like your college girlfriend, your college ex-girlfriend. He just appears out of nowhere, and you're like, man, you know what? 
I'm ready for this again. I'm ready to get my heart broken again. And I saw Peyton Manning win a Super Bowl in 2015, just pretty much off his brains alone. I would welcome Tom Brady's return. Would you welcome Tom Brady's return, LB? Can we fix this whole entire thing and all just apologize to Tom Brady? No? I do not want Tom Brady. No, of course I'm kidding. Of course I'm kidding. (laughs) Uh, I've said for a while now this year, I think that with Tom Brady on this current football team, I think he would like Bird. I think he would like Myers the way he's playing. I think he liked Myers last year. Truthfully, I've always said I, uh, he would go to Myers in some tough spots. Myers' issues usually were his hands, not necessarily his ability to get open or, or understanding coverages or um, those things. I think Brady really appreciated some of those small things about Myers. As we know, we know how kind of how Tom is. Tom is very fickle and I think he would like this team. I think that he would have liked the ACAC. Truthfully, I do. I think he would have liked the ACAC, who was open a lot. And just, you know, he wouldn't get targeted for some reason. And the thought of it, if the Bucks were, I don't know, is, is it realistic? For Let me ask you, is it realistic that they could do that? Is there, can they cut him? What is, what, is, what happens if they do that? Are they, are they taking on a massive cap hit? What exactly would happen if they did end the Tom Brady experiment? I think at this point they're probably committed to Tom Brady over Bruce Arians just because of his high cap hit. But it would not be unprecedented. We saw we saw the Steelers cut A B with a ton of cap hits. It happened with a couple other players. It's not the craziest thing. And and by the way, the Bucks fan base is not crazy about Tom Brady. They they a lot of them would rather have Jameis Winston and guess what? Guess who's gonna be available next year? Ugh. James Winston. James Winston. <laughs> so <laughs> you guys can go back right. to your ex-girlfriend and we can go back to our ex-girlfriend. It's just, it's great. It's perfect. It works out perfectly for everyone. You guys can have Jameis Winston, who you say would have been a better option than Tom Brady this year. And the Patriots can just have Tom Brady back. You know, maybe they do. I don't know. But what percent chance would, would I give it? You know, maybe like a 10, 15% chance. But, you know, maybe this ends really ugly. In Tampa Bay and Tom Brady, you know what? Tom Brady could also just be like, you know what? I'm done here. I don't care. I'm done. I'm tired of Bruce. And the organization is like, well, you know, we're not going to get rid of Bruce. And Tom Brady just leaves. And then he comes back because Tom Brady and Bill Belichick really love each other. I know it's hard to believe. They've had their differences in the past. But I think that they do love each other a whole lot and that they would get back together it would be seeing, it would be like seeing your mom and dad if they got divorced get back together you just be like your heart would be just so full you couldn't handle it anymore but i do think with all the cap space tom brady imagine this tom brady gets all his bucks money and he comes here for whatever kind of deal the Camden's on if you can imagine and the patriots have a bunch of cap space they re they re-sign tooney and andrews they bring the game back edelman is like you know what Let's let's bring it back. They sign another player. Maybe they actually hit on some draft picks, and maybe it does work out. Maybe it does work out. Then they win the AFCs. You know, they've been in a lot of these games, and I think that if they had Tom Brady, they probably would have won like one or two more games, maybe more. If you're going to be generous, maybe maybe you are. But you know what? I would be open for a Tom Brady return. I never thought I would ever say this because I thought that they parted ways in a good way, and that they would kind of be better off without each other for a year, but it kind of looks like they were just meant to be LB and they need to realize it. You were meant to be Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. This is love right now. One of you, one of you, I don't know which one it is, but one of you needs to take your stereo out and play whatever love song that you guys have together. You need to play it outside of Bill Belichick's or Tom Brady's window and just be like, you know what, Tom, come back. 
They were perfect together. I love you. They were perfect together. I always felt that Brady appreciated and loved Bill's preparation, his attention to detail, and all of those things. And I think Bill loved Brady than probably Brady ever even realized, truthfully. I do know that egos always get in the way. Um, I haven't absolved Brady from any uh, blame from all of this. I haven't absolved Bill either. I think that there was blame going both ways. People do have egos, and I think that, you know, there was a lot of ego at play, and I think that, unfortunately, things kind of ended the way they did, and it stinks that things ended the way that they did. Truthfully, it really does. It still hurts. I'm still a little bit salty. More than a little bit. I'm still very salty, and it's funny. When the year started, I was almost wanting to um, – more than almost. I wanted the Bucks to lose games. I was jealous, all these different things, and – as the weeks have gone on, I've seen just this lack of appreciation for Brady. I see it from Bucks fans. I see it from the media. I see it from Bruce Arians, of all people. Now, look, Bill Belichick, I think we'd all agree, he's, what would be the word? He's not, he's not lovey-dovey, that's for sure. But he never went to the media after football games and blamed Tom Brady for losses or said things like, look, our quarterback needs to play. Bill doesn't do that. He never did that, and he never did it to Tom. I really just – you can't tell me that Bill – that Brady isn't appreciating that a little bit more right now. He must be thinking, man, Bill never did this to me. He has – right? I mean, it's only human for him to look around the room and say, boy, Bill never did this to me. I think that what happened was Brady kind of wanted to start being treated better, which is understandable. Only human. He, he wanted to start being treated a little bit better from Bill, Patriots organization, but I'd say mainly Bill. And Bill's thinking to himself, but wait a minute, why do I want to start treating you differently? We've won six Super Bowls together. Why should I stop treating you the way I do now? I think Bill found a lot of value in being able to sit in the film room and tell his quarterback, Johnny Foxborough can make that football, he can make that pass. And what are you doing out here, Brady? Because all of a sudden, everybody's on notice. Everybody's looking around the room and they're saying, oh man. Bill's going at Tom like this. He's got all these rings. I am not safe. I need to bring my A game every single week. And now we hear things like after a loss, which thank you for reminding me of this earlier, great Bill Belichick quote, stats are for losers. The Patriots lose to the Texans. And we're hearing Bill say, well, he had 350 passing yards and all that. And it's just like, huh? What are you talking about, Bill? 350? What? I thought stats were for losers, number one. Not to mention, like, 60 of those yards came on an underthrown Hail Mary on the very last play to Ryan Izzo. But whatever, you know, he played pretty good that game. He wasn't bad or anything, I guess. Whatever. And it's just gotten very odd. I mean, the idea of them reuniting, I don't know how realistic it is. I have no clue how badly things ended for the two. But I think it's fair to say that Tom Brady made Bill Belichick a better head coach. And Bill Belichick made Tom Brady a better quarterback, and he complete and he, and he put more complete football teams around Tom Brady. We see the Buccaneers are undisciplined, and they really play stupid. And the Patriots have way less talent than the Buccaneers, and you know they're five and six. They have a couple less wins than the Bucks, but I really believe if Brady was on this football team, we're talking pretty much your normal Patriots year, where maybe they go eleven and five or twelve and four. Or, you know, at worst, maybe 10 and 6 in that range. And the idea of it is incredible. I would – look, I mean, can you even imagine Brady really coming back and just all of a sudden we can buy those new Patriots jerseys and we can get them in Brady? How cool would that be? Or we could I mean, just get rid of them. 
<laughs> just bring, you know, I would not be opposed to that. You know, these can be our new color rush, you know, and we can go back to our Brady jerseys because that era was, I think it's safe to say, a pretty fun football. It was a pretty fun time. I, I think that's fair to say, right? Uh, yeah, I think you're right. I actually have a question for you. Before that, I would like to say, um, when we're 50 years old, which is not that long for us in, in terms of how long we've lived our lives, time's just flying. Are we going to be like, man, you know what? If we just had Brady here, if we just had Brady here, it's going to be the 20, the 2050 Patriots. We're going to be like, you know what? If we just had, can Tom play? This, Tom, call Tom. He's got to be eating pea protein. But before we talk about that, I got a question for LB. Are you familiar with love languages? What was that? Am I familiar with what? Love languages. I don't believe I am. No. So there's a t- actually a test you can take online. There's so there's love languages. It's like how you communicate love, and it's how you like love to be communicated to you. So my question would be, especially if you're listening to the podcast, please give me give me like some love languages for Bill Belichick and Tom Brady because I think this is where we need to iron out the differences. I think Bill, see, there's a there's a love language called quality time, and it's like. You don't need to like. There's one that's called physical touch. There's gift giving. Like there's there's a whole lot of them. I wonder what Brady's is. Also, tell me I'm not sure. I think Bill's is quality time, and I think Tom Brady's is word words of affirmation. That's one too. Words okay. of affirmation. So Tom Brady likes would like to hear Bill say, "You know what, Tom? I love you're you. awesome." <laughs> I love you. You're awesome. Let's kiss right now in front of everyone. <laughs> but I think, I think in all seriousness, I think Bill should sit down and be like, if, if, if there's like a chance of this happening, I think Bill should be like, you know what, Tom, I'm a quality Tom kind of guy. That's my love language, Tom. Me and Linda took this test. Nike took it too. I'm a quality Tom guy. I love to spend time with Linda. I love, you know, I love the time in the office I spent with you. But you know what, Tom, for you, I'll be a words of affirmation guy. I'll go out there in the media and say Tom is the greatest ever, and he had an awesome practice today. Tom is awesome. I'll play in front of the whole team. I won't rip you anymore. And Tom, you know, maybe, you know, I don't know. I don't know what more Tom could do. What more could what? How could Tom Brady communicate to Bill he loves MLB? Does Bill? What does Bill need? Does he need more? I think. I think maybe Tom needs to spend more time with Bill. I think they need to spend more time with each other for bill to understand that tom brady loves him a lot and i think that like this is a crazy romantic story we're like just it's like this is like a rom-com coming together here if someone wants to make a movie but i think bill needs Tom. they need to have like it's it's said that they've never like they have never had dinners together they've never just like sat down and like shot the shit together and maybe they just need to like sit down and have a dinner a week and bill needs to be like you know what tom you're the man you're awesome. Once a week. And Tom Brady needs to have that dinner with him. And this would just fix everything in their relationship. Guys, just do it. It's so easy. We just, LB and I just figure it out. And we're never wrong, hardly. So we've actually never I, been wrong. I so think, please. <laughs> I think the seventh ring is back on the table. I was going to say a love language could just be flash the rings to one another. And all of a sudden you're thinking, oh, yeah, that's right. We did do all that, huh? We had six beautiful children. They all went on to just be phenomenal kids, senators, presidents of the United States. They worked out to be these great children. And I could go for some more kids. I mean, look, I I have no, no idea how realistic it is, but the idea of it is just amazing. I mean, 
oh man, it's just, it's still so painful to me that, that things ended this way. I, I know that, you know, we did get 20 years of it, of, of the two, it's really, you know, 19, if you want to include the Catholic or whatever, 18, if that were the case. But I mean, it's weird because as you said that, I, I, I know what you said is true. What, what we know what Brady wants, right? He wants those, as you called it, words of affirmation, right? Now, what would Bill want in return? I don't know what Bill would want in return. <laughs> like, I think quality it? time. I think quality time. I think I think Bill would want Brady to spend more time with him, and I think Brady would be open to that. Okay. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's so weird because they used to have those sit-downs and they'd talk football, and everybody always thought of the Patriots as this crazy, crazy, like they must be doing outrageous things to win. And I remember one time before a game, Belichick talking to like maybe it was Casario and he's just like 84 is fast write that down like just, <laughs> and, and, for, and, and and like Brady and you know Bill doing this sit down of course and during 09 and it's Ed Reed is a good football player Bill you know what Tom you're right watch out for Ed Reed like it, it's like you know they made it look so easy and it's just so painful that things ended the way that they did because I truly believe that if Tom Brady was the quarterback of the New England Patriots right now, are they one of the best teams in the AFC? I, I think that's fair to say. I really do. I mean, I think that the, the idea that – I don't know if I believe that Brady is more about the stats than winning now because I can't imagine he's having fun. He seems – I know he kind of bounced from a press conference real early the other day after the loss. He was asked about, you know – um, things between he and Bruce Arians, where it seems like those two don't seem to have a great relationship, reports of tension and all that. It's all of a sudden thinking, all right, so maybe the grass wasn't greener. I thought that Bill was prickly and not exactly the easiest guy to be around, but he was a lot better than being around Bruce Arians. Because, you know, one thing we can say too, Bill always shielded Brady from a lot of criticism. And because Bill, one thing as a leader, Bill doesn't care, right? He really does. He'll just say, yeah, you know, well, we didn't do that. So we didn't, uh, we didn't execute. So Bill, Bill, what are your thoughts on uh, what Tom Brady said? Athletes? Yeah. You'd, uh, you know, I'm not a word scientist. So, and then, you know, those are, that's one you got to love about Bill. He doesn't care. Brady could do something. He'd just be like, yeah, well, whatever. He didn't care. He'd shield it. He was like, he had this nice big cape that he'd put around Brady, and Brady would kind of shield Bill from criticism because Brady was really, really, really good at his job, and it kind of made people forget about some of Bill's shortcomings, whether it be in the draft, specifically drafting weapons. And, uh, you know, the idea of it is so fun. I mean, imagine, because I know that we've been joking around about it in the chat. So hopefully the chat's listening to all this, you know, later on. I'm sure they'll all be, all be tuning in to listen. And is it really that outrageous, you think, to think that possibility that Brady and the Bucks are done after one year and Tom Brady comes back to New England? I'll tell you this much. It would be like, it would be the most amazing ending, in my opinion. It really would be. It would be perfect. Ah, I'm just thinking about it now. It'll be, it would it would actually be perfect. But I think uh, I think Bill with Tom, he just really didn't believe that Tom Brady could play at 43. Which you know what, not a lot of guys have played at 43. The, the amount is actually zero. But even in a new offense, 43 years old, completely new offense 
went from a lot of three and five step dropbacks to a ton of five and seven step dropbacks, which has been astutely said is like five step dropbacks is like 2.2 seconds, three step dropbacks, the ball's out in 1.5 seconds, and then just go on a seven step dropback. It's just different timing for Tom, but at times, Tom's look great in the first year of an offense. And yeah, he does have a lot of weapons, but there's a lot of differences in each offense. I think Tom was more comfortable in the Patriots offense and the Patriots offense, say what you want, but it was kind of tailored around Tom Brady's strength as it should be a lot of three and five step drops, a lot of Tom knowing every corner of the offense. And right now there's a lot, there's a lot of stuff that Tom still is figuring out about the Bucks team. And hold on to Tom Brady and year two is probably going to be better if he stays with the Bucks, and he's going to learn the system and maybe he's a lot better next year but or Tom or you could just come home you could just come home Andrews would be here you could beat him in beer chugging races again you can compete in the playoffs again I'm begging <laughs> I plead I just begging I plead please Tom Brady and Bill let's let's make this happen some way or another let's just will it into existence I mean, look, we're in year one of post-Brady, and we've seen Cam Newton be overall bad. We've seen Jarrett Stidham get in and throw a touchdown pass to Nikhil Harry. That was really cool. But he's also thrown some interceptions, as we know. And we've seen Brian Hoyer start a football game, which I think all of us would agree we never want to see that again. So I miss Tom Brady more than I I. I, I've I've grown to miss him so much. It just you know, and at one point it was fun for me to kind of troll and slander and all that. And as time went on, I was like, I don't think I can do it anymore. I really miss that guy. I miss I miss being a winning football team, and I miss all those little things. And it would be so incredible if it could work. I have no idea. I'd imagine it's not realistic, but it's fun to think about. I I definitely think it's fun to think about. This is not too far off from what we used to do about. Uh, Stephon Diggs coming to the Patriots or all these other different guys. I mean, this is actually funner to talk about because it gives me some sort of glimmer of hope. So you're probably just just really breaking my balls here, Bryce. And you see what you're doing to me? But it's funny because it's something that we talked about in the chat and a lot of people didn't think it was that outrageous. And they were saying, you know what? Brady's not going to be a buck next year and he's going to be a Patriot. and He can come back to where he's comfortable and we can get the gang back together. Who knows? Maybe he brings Gronk with him, right? <laughs> is, is Gronk's deal up after this year? I think it is, right? Yeah, I think I'm done with the Gronk. <laughs> yeah, I, I am too. Let me let me just say that. But if that's what we need to do, take on Brady and the Gronk and bring... All right. No AB though, but Gronk, okay. Gronk's fine. <laughs> yeah, I joke. I joke about uh, AB, but... I don't know, man. I really, I just miss, I just miss all those little things. Things like one thing that we definitely have noticed is that Cam struggles to diagnose the blitz before the play. Those are the things that Brady just made a living on, right? It's all those pre-snap things that he did. And don't you just miss hearing Brady yell out, 52 is the mic. And just the way alpha, alpha. Don't you just like miss it? Like, do you just miss those little things and just... Ugh. And then you see him in these Bucks uniforms and he has a new shotgun stance. And it's just, it's not fair. It's like we're being punished for all those years of winning. Somebody said <laughs> we have to punish Patriots fans now and they can experience true misery. Yeah, we hate it. Yeah, I actually really hate it. <laughs> LB, there, there, you know what? There is a game this weekend. And uh, 
the Patriots play the Chargers, who have an awesome quarterback now. Not so good head coach. I think right now, think right now, as of now, was it was a pick'em at one point. Uh, not to dive too much into the X and O's, but you know, the Chargers coach, not very good. Patriots coming off a win where they probably shouldn't have won. The Cardinals and the Patriots both really didn't win. Didn't, didn't really want to win that game. The Chargers coming off a loss. It's hard, really this season is really hard to predict, but we've seen the Patriots win, lose, win, lose, up, down, up, down, up, down. So I don't really know what I'm supposed to expect out of the Patriots, but I do know that Josh McDaniels has had a lot of success against the Chargers defense. And I think that he's going to put Cam Newton in a really good position to beat the Chargers and have a lot of success. The problem is right now the defense really is not playing well. Uh, the front seven lacks continuity, as our boy Via likes to say all the time. Some days are some days are okay. Some days it's not good at all, and the quarterback has like all day to throw. And Deshaun Watson's like the guy from Family Guy, like running around with like what was it like? What was on his body when he was like running around and people were chasing him? And he's just like getting. What was what was on him? Was it maple uh, syrup? Like what was it? They called him the greased up deaf guy. Okay, that guy. So yeah, that's that's Deshaun Watson. But in fairness, they did the front seven did an awesome job on Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray. Now we're coming up on Justin Herbert. I would. He's probably a better quarterback at this point than Kyler Murray. People can probably weep about that. We've got a lot of good weapons. Hunter Henry. A lot of good weapons. Not so good offensive line. I'm gonna go ahead and say that I think the better coaching prevails and the Patriots squeak it out they win and once again we think that playoff hopes are back in it but you know what LB like you just said I can totally see Justin Herbert absolutely owning all over the place and the Patriots three and out three and out three and out so I don't know what to expect with the Patriots games anymore and you know what I don't feel bad about it because some of my some of my favorite and best most sharpest NFL guys that I listen to and consume every week are having trouble betting games and figuring out what's going on in these games. I don't feel bad when I make a bad prediction on what the Patriots are going to do, but I think my gut feeling says that they probably win this game. The coaching prevails. Kim Newton looks better than last week. Don't not, not sure how he can look worse. And the Patriots win. I'll be. What do you think about this game? And if they win, are are we back in the are we back in playoff contention? Because the Ravens did lose, and everything that needs to happen for like. It's it's like the Patriots are at like a five star dining restaurant and they didn't pay for a meal and the waiter is just like walking out with food and just handing us like hundreds and <laughs> hundreds of dollars of food and like here you go Bill Belichick here's the playoffs and the Patriots are like yeah maybe we should take this maybe we shouldn't take this because it seems like at every corner other teams are puking all over themselves and the Patriots are lucking themselves into wins which is I guess what. Uh, I guess good teams do that, but good teams also don't like lose two or three or four games in a row. I can't even remember how many games. It feels like a year ago when the Patriots lost however many games in a row. LB, what do you think about the Patriots? Are they going to get back in playoff line here? Are they going to break our hearts again? And are we at the end of the season going to wish that they just like stunk it up with Stidham, as I like to call it, stink with Stidham, and just get a top <laughs> quarterback pick? Like all these, is this going to be like one of the historic quarterback drafts and the Patriots get punished for all, all these years of greatness and like five quarterbacks end up being really awesome quarterbacks and the Patriots get none of them because they just like 
won these games and didn't make the playoffs or like made the playoffs and lost their first game? Like, what's going on right now, B? Like, how could I think you. about the Patriots? I am. I think you would even even you and I had a serious discussion where we do a lot of trolling in the chats and a lot of it. I, I love to stir the pot a little bit in chats and I love to say things sometimes just to get conversation going. But when you and I really discussed had a serious discussion in, in the DMs with one another, you know, we, we discussed our fears for this season and it was no ball breaking. And um, You know how optimistic I was. I kept saying, you know, we'll, we'll be 10 and 6. We're going to get to 10 and 6. I don't know how. I don't know how we're going to do it. We're going to be 10 and 6. We're going to be 10 and 6. But I had real fears, um, especially with the opt-outs, players they lost, you know, Tom Brady and all the other guys, Hightower. And, uh, speaking of Hightower, by the way, don't let him hear about that, uh, all that food talk you were just half and I. We don't want another Danny Shelton Hightower. Uh, oh, goodness. It was the best thing for Hightower's career. Let's be honest here. We're doing Danny Shelton. Here. And I'm not kidding about this. I, I reported this. When Danny Shelton was here, there was once a buffet fight where Hightower took the last egg roll. And him and Danny Shelton had words, and he, they had to be separated. It's totally true. <laughs> and once, and it's no coincidence that once Danny Shelton left, Hightower was posted pictures of, of himself looking like, um, I'm trying to think of like a really skinny player on the Patriots, like looking like, I would say, Landon Roberts, but he was just looking very skinny. And that was after Denny Shelton left, so they no longer have to compete at the buffet line. But go ahead, Opie. I mean, Hightower's in great shape. Dare I say he may retire, but, I mean, he's he's in great shape, and it's it's because Danny Shelton's on. But go ahead, Opie. Battle of the buffet. Uh, and, I, I, dude, I've had so much trouble realistically because I was nervous before the Texans game. I, I was even saying, like, I don't know, man. You know, something about this team, every time they give me hope, they just rip my heart out and – that's what scares me about even this Chargers game. I'm nervous about it. So hopefully that means they come out and win by 20. It's it's just we haven't seen that team this year. Every time they give me that glimmer of hope, they they really upset me. And now they beat the Cardinals and you know we're we're all very happy to win and then I start getting okay, well, you know, and now they play the Chargers and is is this going to be another game where they come out and let us down and break our hearts? I fear that it's possible. I will never pick the Patriots to lose a football game, so I'll say, you know, Patriots, I don't know, uh, 24 to 20 or something. I'll, I'll never pick them to lose a game. Never have, never will, regardless of what my brain might tell me. My heart won't do it. But are they back in the playoff race? I would like I would like to think so because I'm a big fan of making the playoffs. I love it, um, especially COVID balls, we like to call it. Could be anybody's game, right? You never know if if your playoff opponent has some things go on, like we just saw with the Ravens, or like we've seen the uh, the Dem- We just saw the Denver Broncos play a football game with literally no quarterbacks. They had to play a practice squad wide receiver at quarterback. Um, you just never know what could happen if you get in. So I mean, do I want to make the playoffs? Of course I do. I just think that hey, you gotta give yourself a shot in order to get there. You know, you if you want to win a Super Bowl? You, I don't know if they can win a Super Bowl. Of course, I'm not saying that they would. Obviously, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that they will or anything. But can they make it? I don't know. And I have for I try to think that you know that they could. Could they win every game that they have left in the schedule? They could. They absolutely could. Could they lose every single football game left in their schedule? I'm not saying they would lose every game, but they could lose any single matchup on their schedule. And I know people don't want to hear it, but could they lose to the Jets? Yeah, maybe. I mean, we saw what that last game looked like, and it came down to a game-winning field goal at the last – it literally was 
as time ticked off the clock, they had to beat the winless Jets on a field goal. So, I mean, this team, and I've said this since very early on in the year, they played at the level of their competition, and boy, do they just drive you insane with it because there's times that they look like versus Kansas City with Brian Hoyer crapping all over the field. They actually could have won that football game if they had somewhat competent QB play. And we saw the defense do a really good job on Mahomes, and they didn't get – we saw, you know, even even when Stidham came back in, they had some life, and then um, Edelman drops the, the screen, which is just, it was like a bubble, whatever the hell that wasn't a bubble, but, you know, it was just a regular screen, drops it, and it goes, gets picked off for pick six, and, I mean, it's not outrageous to think that they, the Patriots can win any single football game they play this year. They can lose any single football game they play this year, and this team loves to just bust our balls. They love to do it. They just love to screw with us. They really do. So can they win this weekend? I guess we'll see. It seems like we've been trying to battle back to 500 for forever, doesn't it? Where we think this is the week that we get back to 500 and then they kind of come out and just, for whatever reason, they just don't play well and they look like a really, you know, just not a good football team. I would think that they beat the Chargers, but would I tell somebody to bet money on it? I absolutely wouldn't. Not this year. Years past when they had Brady and they were playing a game like this, yes, the Patriots winning, you know, always took them, right? When it was the Brady years, you always took it. But this year, it's just baffling. It's a baffling team. Hard to figure out. Like I said, Savage Boston had a tweet that if they were to win out, they had a 98% chance to make the playoffs. Can they win out? Sure. I mean, they can. I don't think any of the obstacles left are totally crazy. I know the LA Rams are a very good football team. I know that the Bills are a very good football team, but we saw Patriots probably should have beaten the Bills in Buffalo, right? Cam Newton follows at the end there. They're going for the go-ahead, and they they lose that football game. They they should have won. So I don't know, Bryce, man. I, you're what's their best one, LB? That. What's their best one? Oh, man, you know, man. They're all kind of – so you had the Raiders who just got absolutely smacked by – The Raiders' win doesn't look as good. It doesn't look as good. You know, for a while there it looked like a good win. Now it doesn't look as good. So – and I'm going to I'm gonna purposely leave this one for last, the one that I'm thinking probably is their best win. Because, but you have the Cardinals. The Cardinals, eh, they're okay. They're not that great, they've, right? They've Pretty lost good. four games in a row, have they not? Yeah, so, I mean, you have the Ravens, and the Ravens have lost how many in a row now? They're not playing that great. I guess you'd have to think... Um, is it the Dolphins? Yeah, you know, I think... And the issue with that is, is that it's week one, right? So, we've seen the Patriots get smoked week one and then come out win the Super Bowl, so it's hard to put a lot of stock into a week one win at the same time. So, it's tough to pick a real best win but i think that the best team they've beaten looking at it you know as a whole right now would probably have to be miami right and their worst loss has to be broncos or niners probably yeah. niners though with i mean Nick i'll say the most painful loss probably wasn't in san francisco because at least they got their asses kicked and didn't toy with our hearts first but man losing to the texans and losing to the uh, the Broncos the way they did. That Broncos loss was one of the most miserable losses I've experienced in a while. Because it felt like a game that they should win. They had just actually played fine versus Kansas City up in Kansas City. They're sitting at 2-2, two and two and you're thinking, all right, you know, now we got the Broncos. 
But the Patriots went through the whole COVID thing. The game got pushed back. And then the Broncos actually beat you. And all they did was kick six field goals. And, ugh, man, Cam was awful in that game. And it's just, man, the most painful loss might be Denver. I know San Francisco smoked in. But at least, you know, they were uh, they're, they're a solid, you know, they're a well-coached football team and all that. You can say you want about change. But at least they were just in the Super Bowl. So, you know, you can kind of deal with it getting smoked a little bit. That Bills loss was also painful. They're coming back. You think they're actually going to win on that finally drive? Drive. You're thinking, screw the tie. They're going for the win here. And then the fumble happens, and just <sighs> I know, I know you're a betting man. How do you feel about this team? I mean, do you think they're going to make the playoffs? Well, I think you just you described their best win. You described their worst loss. Probably somewhere in between. And I think my my biggest fear for this week. Patriots maybe coming off a win. It seems like every every single time the Patriots come off a win, you start feeling good. They just absolutely break your heart, which, by the way, is like a very common NFL theme. The, the thing the Patriots did for 20 years of just like winning games over and over and over and over and over, and like being undefeated in October so many times, doesn't really happen often. And a lot of these teams are win, riding high, next week lose, you know, like 7-9, and 8-8. Eight and eight. It's usually – like pretty common around the NFL. So my biggest fear about this game, Patriots coming off the Cardinals game at home against Kyler Murray. A lot of people are saying MVP. They feel like they shut him down. Now they're they have they're going they're they're going to LA, right? They're going they're playing in LA for two weeks, I right? That is correct. So they're going to LA. They got that big road trip. Granted, um they they were undefeated, I think. Were they not undefeated against Phil Rivers? And the Chargers? Uh, I'm not sure, actually. Undefeated, think, I'm not sure. So, I ha- so if you want to say why the Patriots would lose, Rodden High after the Cardinals win, uh, Justin Herbert takes them by storm. But then the, but the thing is, Belichick is, is like insanely good against the rookie quarterbacks. He's been – every young quarterback that goes against Belichick is generally like gets demolished. Who's the last – was there a rookie quarterback to be Belichick? Who's the last one? It's got to be like one win. Somebody had a stat today that Bill has lost to five rookie quarterbacks. I didn't actually open the tweet and look. I'm not sure why I didn't open and look. Maybe I just – but but if, but if we were if we were guessing, he's probably like, like 30 and 5 or whatever it is against rookie quarterbacks. So Bill – and even Kyler Murray, young guy, never played against Bill before. Herbert, young guy, never played Bill before. But Herbert's kind of, Herbert's kind of insanely talented and playing at a super high level. So maybe it doesn't apply. But if you're if you're looking for the Patriots side, you have Bill against a rookie quarterback. Uh, maybe you build off some stuff in the Cardinals game. But I don't know. I, I have no like pulse for this team. Like I'm feeling this team's pulse right now, and I have no idea what to do. I feel like I'm back in like an exercise science class again, and we had to like like feel each other's pulse while we're on the treadmills and stuff. And the, like you're up and down jumping and you can't feel the pulse and then the sound and your hands on them. They're sweaty. I have no idea what's going on with the Patriots right now. I'm not even afraid to say, I have no idea, but I will say every Chargers game has been close. I feel like this game is going to be close. No matter what Chargers aren't going to just blow the Patriots out. Patriots aren't just going to blow the Chargers out. Uh, I don't know. I keep thinking, like, people say, well, you know, the Chargers aren't good. They, Anthony Lynn, and, and, you know, I just think, well, 
I mean, what what is there to really? Andy Lynn's coaching to, for his job. Coaching for his yeah, job. I mean, I just can't envision any scenario where somebody could say, "Oh yeah," because I've seen people say, "Yeah," but the Chargers stink. Hey man, I said the same thing about. I felt the Patriots were going to beat the Jets by twenty. I felt the Patriots were going to beat the Texans down and get a nice tune-up win on their way to. You know, winning up, rattling off wins, and and those things just didn't happen. I felt like they beat the brakes off the Broncos. That did not happen. So I just don't know. I do not know. It's kind of been, it, it, it sucks to come on here and say I don't know. You know, because <laughs> it's know, fine. When, no one knows. No one knows. No one actually knows. People get mad about hot takes and all that, but I mean, if we come on here and just say I don't know about everything all the time, it's going to be kind of. Like I used to say, you know, things like this and, and people like to clown on people that say things on the radio. Well, things are very fluid and it's week to week, right? Week two, week After week three, we thought Cam should get extended or after week two, whatever. Um, and then time goes on and we, we had a list where we had all these quarterbacks ahead of Cam Newton. And then uh, the next week, Cam plays great. And it's just, I have never been more uncertain about football as I have been in 2020. And this goes back to like preseason. Look, I didn't think that there was ever a chance that signed Cam Newton. So, I mean, I, I was right off the, right off the bat. I, I started taking L's and, and not clearly having an understanding of what's going on. So, I mean, I feel as if they can, they can beat any single team left on their schedule. Absolutely. They can. I feel like they can also lose to any team on their schedule. And I don't think it's outrageous to say. You described a mediocre team hate to say it you know i do i hate to say it i i try to be as as positive as i can and everything but it's just we haven't seen that cons- consistent football that we would like to see you know we there's nothing we can do about that we just haven't seen it i i don't have anything that gives me great confidence where i can say uh patriots 30 chargers 10 i just this isn't the 20 2016 or 2015 this isn't your it's funny because people usually say, this isn't your grandfather's Patriots, kiddo. It's like, I don't even know what you'd say. <laughs> this isn't your... This isn't your I've been a Patriots fan since 1976. <laughs> and the I, season I, ticket holder. I've been a, I've been a Patriots I, fan since before you were born, kiddo. It's always the boomers that respond to this tweet, by the way. I'm always just like, just like fishing for the boomers under my... So I've been a Patriots fan since 1942. And I, this is the worst Patriots season I have ever saw. Bill Belichick would rather let Nike Bell. He cares so little that he would rather let Mikey Belichick in the war room picking his picks off of tennis balls, throwing tennis balls to the places, and Mikey Belichick picking the players. Get me out of here! I'm a Bucks fan now, and the Boomers just come under there. They just the Boomers just absolutely eat that up. They're like, "Well, we're good riddance. We're better off without you." Ha ha. Your job. Can we blame? Can we blame Nike for Harry? And can we blame Nike for drafting? I guess I don't. Allen? I don't think Nike was alive. Was Nike alive during the Nikki Harry process? I do not know. I, I, I really don't know. For, let's not forget they drafted Aaron Dobson over Keenan Allen. I, I definitely. I'm not going to forget that. <laughs> I, I think I'm going to. I think I'm going to remember that all weekend. And let's also anyway, forget Kembrell Tompkins and Aaron Dobson are looking damn good compared to Harry right now. Uh, yeah, I almost get tired of crapping on him. It's almost like you know, for a while it was it's fun on Twitter to just like crap when he's like just completely terrible and you have all these like Nikhil Harry stands and like Harry making like Instagram videos and 
of himself and like person highlights of like two catch games and stuff like that. But Last the thing is, what is it? Last week it was blocking. I was told. Uh, yeah, I actually made that up, but everyone believed him because like, oh, no way. Harry posted a, like a video of him blocking on Instagram. I was like, yeah, he did actually. It, it was it was he he had zero catches and blocks, and he was he's turned he's actually turned into like a rotating fullback. That's that's like actually what he is in the first round. So you guys can all take your L's on Harry. Thank you. Take your L's, Harry. Thanks. Hey, listen, Sorry. If we can take our L's on certain things that we've said wrong, I think people can start taking their L's on uh, Cam extending the Patriots dynasty, which is something a lot. I, I actually had people telling me that the dynasty wasn't over because they had Cam and the Patriots were going thirteen and three this year. Not making that up. Entire chat where the people told me that. That's not a joke. Not our chat, of course. Not our chats. I was really told that Dynasty not over. Cam is here. So, you know, they can admit they were wrong. Cam has been. I know we all like Cam. We don't give Cam all the blame. Cam certainly does not take all the blame. But Cam, overall, big picture, look at everything for what it's worth, overall has been bad this year. I'm sorry. You can cry about it. You can get mad about it. I'm just looking at the actual Every single statistic, I can't see a single thing that says that he's been good this year by any metric, period. He's been bad. <sighs> it's really just so painful. So I actually think both of us going to go ahead and pick the, char- the Chargers to lose this weekend. The Patriots going to win. Patriots win? Of course. We feeling the Patriots win? Patriots going to win. Yes. I think I'm going to go ahead and say, hold on, let me round some. So let's see. Chargers yards per play. Patriots. 35 to 17. Patriots win this ah. game. Her- Herbert. Herbert looks like a fool. Herbert walks out there. Belichick looks at him, takes one glance at him, and Herbert exits the game. Doesn't want to play. Tyrod Taylor is back in because he's so afraid of Bill Belichick on the sideline. And bump and run Gilmore has another classic. Let me say, I hope that because there is one certain person out there who is a giant Oregon Ducks fan, I do hope that Herbert absolutely sucks this weekend. I hope he gets just <laughs> trounced. I hope that he looks horrible, and I hope he gets benched for Taylor. And I just, I would love it if he literally crapped his pants and you could see crap running down his legs during the game. I would love for it, for one specific person to just cry. Who This person claims to be a Patriots fan, but I'll never forget in 2018, Marcus Mariota had a great day versus Patriots, and this certain person was gloating and having a real good time with it all, even though he's supposed to be a Patriots fan. Weirdo activity. Marcus Mariota, garbage, by the way. So you know what? Screw it. I hope, I hope Herbert absolutely craps his pants and the Patriots win by 40. I love it. I love it. I'd love to see it, too. I'm trying to think if I have a gym corner uh, story, LB. Do you have an outdoors corner? Do you have any sort of corner story? I did, I did see a Life fox. corner? I saw a fox recently. Uh, that was really cool. I was kind of looking around. I saw a fox. That was really cool. I've uh, been outside. I, as you know, I like to go outside when we do the podcast. One, one time you told me how walking around actually keeps your brain going. And right now I'm looking at all the birds. The creek is really high. There's water everywhere. I haven't actually seen any water critters yet. Um... What is there going on to discuss? What is the gym corner worthy? It's we're like in a pandemic and like nothing is actually going on. Like absolutely nothing is going on <laughs> around the world. It's like very depressing. I have I've, I've been going to I've been going to the gym, but like there's like I guess there's really like nothing of note going on. I don't know. I guess it, it's my brother was telling me a story that some kid bought. He spent seventeen hundred dollars on a PS4. And he destroyed it on YouTube for clout. Can we just <laughs> how, how ridiculous that is? I mean, 
Are you a friggin' moron? Why why can't you donate? Like like you can't give that to a little kid for Christmas or something? I mean, we have grown adults going out there paying almost two grand for video game systems. Let me tell you, I love video games, but you cannot be a bigger like moron. I'm trying to not, as you know, I, I used to swear on the podcast a lot. I try not to drop those F-bombs anymore. I feel like I haven't in a while. You know, occasionally I'll, I'll say the S-word for poop, the poop <laughs> word. But I try, you know, I, I've, I've really toned that back. But I mean, my goodness, what is going on in the world? Somebody's going to spend all that money on video games and just, I mean, you need to, I'm starting to think, maybe they need Jim Corner. Honestly, they, they need something. You know, a lot, a lot of our laws and the way our country governs is like inherently built around how moms feel. So there was like mothers against drug dr- drunk drivers and like all sorts mm-hmm. of like mothers against gambling and like all this stuff. <laughs> I think, and this is a bold prediction. I think the next big thing is because I've been monitoring the the over uh, forty. 40 plus year old mother I've been monitoring this activity since this Xbox PF, PS4 PS5 stuff has been going on and I think the next law is going to be rela- like the next mother it's going to be like mothers against outrageous gaming system uh, second hand purchases scalping whatever you want to call it or like inventory like some sort of like weird inventory laws to where like you don't have to wait because it is a huge problem in worlds around mothers. This would be mother corner. It's a big problem around people like moms with kids that want to buy an Xbox and PS5s. I see them complaining about like every day. They don't know how to buy these things online anymore, and they don't want to spend two thousand dollars. I don't know how. Like I, I tried to get an Xbox for one of my friends the other day, and I'm actually not a boomer, and I couldn't do it. So I, I feel like really, <laughs> I feel really bad. But like I can just imagine like a mom like. You know, at work, you know, the Xbox is going to drop a 9 a.m. today and they end up not getting it. And their kids, like a lot of kids aren't getting Xboxes for Christmas. And, you know, it's just kind of sad to see. Like maybe, like maybe what we, what they're going to do is like reserve Xbox and PS5 spots for like mothers and like people of over the age of 18, like have to wait a certain amount of time to get these things and like, and no, no one care. No one cares that you stream to ten people, or no one. No one actually cares. Like you can stop buying Xboxes brand new to stream to five to ten people. No one actually cares. It's actually the gaming systems are like actually for the kids. So how about let the kids have the stuff, or just let like put someone on them. Let the kids have a system. You know, Bill Belichick had a system for a long time. Tom Brady had a system for a long time. Kids <laughs> should have systems. This is ridiculous. Serves a system. All right. Get off my lawn. Did you see, uh, while we're here, did you see what happened in Texas? The high school football player is considered a state, like a really talented wrestler. Uh, they were saying he was like going to be like an all-state, whatever, defensive end and everything. He had a penalty. He roughed the quarterback. It was roughing the passer. Then he did something where, I don't know, there's speculation. It was like a fight that went down. It's not on camera, so people can't see it. Um, but it led to another flag. And then this this kid was ejected, and he runs onto the field and smokes the referee. Did you see that? I actually did see it. It's like uh, it's kind of jarring. I mean, the ref did a little bit of the James Harden. It kind of looks like he was like playing it out a little bit. you know. But 
Uh, I heard the kid got like may have gotten arrested or something. Like, man, can you imagine if that happened at your high school? You're like, man, Jimmy Ugh. just like decked the ref out. What are we gonna <laughs> do next week? Like, like during a pandemic, what a story to tell your kids. Like, yeah, you know what? It was a pandemic year, and this ref was giving a bunch of crap. And I just decided <laughs> to deck his ass. I was tired I, of him. I had enough. I had enough of this referee. I, I have mean, had enough. I've had enough. He, this kid must have really been pissed off. I mean, I, I don't know if this kid's on like mass amounts of PEDs, but that is just <laughs> I couldn't think of anything else for Jim Corner, and that was one thing that fascinated me. I, I mean, can you believe that somebody would? That's just insane. I mean, how can you imagine you're going to get offers for being this great football player and this great wrestler, and you're considered like, and then you just say, nope, no, thank you. I would rather smoke this referee because he has angered me and he has ejected me and I would rather just ruin my life. I mean, like, like where do you go from there where everybody is like, oh, hey, that's the kid who laid out the referee. <laughs> like, if, if you, Antonio Brown didn't even do this, by the way. <laughs> this is something that Antonio Brown would not do. And if you, in the moment, think, would Antonio Brown do this and that you could probably get away with it, then you have to think that, like, you're not Antonio Brown, actually. Antonio Brown was shaking his head when he saw that. There should be a flow chart. It should be like, would AB do this? Yes. And then the flow chart goes to, are you AB? No. Then you shouldn't do this. Would AB do this? No. You should not do this. Okay, good. I mean, it's just insanity. And it makes me wonder, like, what is up with kids these days? They just can't take a loss. Or, you know, you break the rules, you get ejected. So you're like, you know what? <laughs> F it. The ref is not going to eject me. I wonder if he thought doing that would get him back in the game. Like, I'm going to do this, and then they're going to realize the error of their ways. And they're going to say, all right, man, you know what? You were right. You do deserve to be in this football game. And we are sorry for ejecting you, sir. Uh, just, uh, you know, be a better sportsman. You know what? That kid's got a lot of you know what, LB. He's got a lot of you know what. He's got some great. He's got some great songs. At a at a very fast pace, you know, from all of the. <laughs> he's got some great songs. <laughs> I mean, to do what he did was just absolutely insanity. I, I can't even believe that it would cross a human being's mind to say, "All right, this is the right thing to do." I'll show them how they were wrong and how I am right. Good for him. I think my gym corner, and I might think of a better one after this, is I've got an issue with one thing. One thing only. That's treadmills. You know what? I don't have any reason to be in shape. I just don't. It doesn't matter. I don't, like, run for a living. I'm not a runner. I've never been a runner. And you will not look at me for one second and think I'm a runner. But I've been doing it, okay? I've been running a little bit. One thing I've noticed when I'm running on a treadmill, I have my Apple Watch, you know, you track your distance and stuff. And the treadmill tracks your distance and stuff. You know, it's really important. You know, I don't have marathon brain. I, I think about all sorts of really stupid stuff when I'm on the treadmill. So it really makes it even harder for me when I'm looking at my watch and the distances don't match up. Which one is accurate? Is it the treadmill? Is it my watch? Which one is inaccurate? And I'm tired. I'm tired of not knowing LB. I'm tired of all this uncertainty in my life. There's nothing certain in my life. And usually when you get to the gym, 
it's certain. Like there's a 20 pound dumbbell, you know, it's 20 pounds. When you see it, it feels like 20 pounds. You pick it up. It's 20 pounds. The treadmills and my Apple watch, they're not this way. So I feel like, you know, I've, I've ran some, there's some days where I can go in and put the treadmill on 7.7 and I know, I know what it's going to come out to. And it just doesn't come out to that. And I could run a mile at 7.7 on the treadmill and it's completely different than my second mile at 7.7. So you know what? Treadmill manufacturers and or Apple Watch manufacturers, you need to be better at this because there's nothing certain in my life. And at one point, I thought the gym was a pretty certain thing in my life. And you know what? I'm tired of it. Someone needs to fix this. And if I have to call the mothers and have mothers against treadmills and or Apple Watches, I will. And we will create a law and we will uh, have the best law. And no law will be better than this law. And, we'll, and it will absolutely own you. Well, now I'm not so certain 20 pounds is 20 pounds. I, I don't know. It makes me want to weigh everything. It makes me want to weigh everything in the gym and think about how many times I've lied to people about how, how much I've benched. I need to take all those 45 pounders and like throw them on the weight scale and like see what they actually weigh. You know what? That 45 pounds, they were actually 58 pounders. So take that. I'm actually even stronger than I thought. But, but, but Bryson, that says 44 pounds. No. Have you seen the treadmills? Those are wrong. So this is everything's pounds. everything's lies. Everything's lies. It's all lies. You know what? Just I just need I just need the country and the world to be back to where it was before, and for me to be able to go outside without a mask, and for me to be able to like safely go to the gym. Because now when I think about going to the gym, like ah, I don't really want to go to the gym. We're in a pandemic. I can't wait to just tell my kids. They're going to be like, so, Dad, like, what happened during the pandemic? Like, we just read about it in our textbooks. Um, well, your dad was at the gym a lot. Whoa, you're at the gym? Aren't there a lot of people there? Were you, was that kind of dangerous? No, I didn't care. I just really wanted to be in shape. So I, just, <laughs> I, I just, like, risked having no insurance and just went went to the gym. Went to the gym. Actually just got a cor- out of quarantine a couple of days ago. So, Weird times, LB. Maybe the Patriots can bring on some normalcy to our life sometime soon. I actually heard, this is a fun fact, that the most safe food you could ever eat, and this is a good thing for me because I like Domino's, is Domino's. Dude, I already I told you. Domino's. It's, it's safe. You know, they have the really hot ovens and the contactless delivery. And so if you're feeling bad about getting takeout, get you some Domino's and use the Title Talk promo code. Title Talk, just kidding. It doesn't work. <laughs> Domino's doesn't sponsor us. <laughs> We should stop talking about places unless they sponsor the podcast. But yeah, Domino's, go ahead and eat Domino's. It's, it's very pandemic friendly. Go ahead and eat Domino's. I heard the Chinese takeout is also kind of safe. And I think the tacos at this point might be safe. I don't really know. Don't quote me on that. But there's going to be a game of this weekend. It'll be um, most likely we're going to be let down in some fashion. The, the Bucks are on a bye week. So Brady gets a week off from everyone talking about how he's not shaking hands with someone else. <laughs> but it was fun to come on with the LB again. And thanks for everyone for listening. And if you did listen to the end, retweet and like this, reply, and uh, say something silly. I don't know. I love you all. LB, any any last words? Anything else you want to say? I think you nailed it, man. I love you all. Uh, as always, it was a great podcast. Any listen is appreciated. So if you're even for, – so for the, the three people out there listening to this that stuck it all the I, way I just want to say, LB, we, we're all, we've nailed 30,000 listens. I just want to say that. Is that true? It's true. Oh, wow. 
when people say like you're gonna have thousands upon thousands of people really upset when they order dominoes (laughs) and say brady two wise nfl told me uh i could get your food at a discount price for their podcast you should just contact dominoes tell them that you did that and you know that's some one extra pizza sale. They should be grateful, in my opinion. Personally, I do love Domino's. I love just about all fast food. So maybe we do need like an endorsement. I'll just show them uh, me without a shirt on, and they'll say, wow, this guy isn't kidding. He really does love our food. <laughs> they probably say the same about me, about like Mandy. But thank you, LB. Thanks for coming to the podcast. Shout out to everyone. And uh, go Pats, man. Go Pats. That's all I got to say. Do your job. Do your job. Thank you.